Hello and welcome to another episode of the Full Force Weekly, brought to you by Generals Joe's Reborn.com with me as your host, Christopher McLeod, aka Diagnostic 80. For today's episode, I'm joined by the awesome Patrick Not Picard Stewart. In this regular video series, we round up all the week's news in the world of G.I. Joe. What is it, Pat? It's the Full Force Weekly. Hey, yes, it is. How are you doing, my good man? Doing all right. You know, it's uh, we're still in the holiday season. I don't really know when our Christmas ends. Like, when does the Christmas season end? I think um, next October when they start the the next Christmas thing <laughs> going again. It feels like it goes on forever, which is nice. It's a nice kind of feeling, I guess. And it's just started snowing out here as well. It's like feels real Christmassy still here. What about are you getting snow where you are? I haven't looked outside today, so I don't know. Did you look outside yesterday by any chance? I was outside yesterday and there was no snow. No snow. Okay. I'm willing to bet you're probably still good then. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of a decent, there's a couple of inches outside, Kitty said. Um, anyway, yes, uh, welcome to the Full Force Weekly, to all of our people in the comments in the chat. Uh, Mark said he's going to miss the start. Roast dinner about to be served. Oh, yum. Now I'm, now I'm hungry. Uh, anyway, good one, Mark. Um Hello, everyone in the comments. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, Darren, hello, Darren. He's saying, I uh, hope you all had a Merry Christmas. Did you have a Merry Christmas, Pat? I would say so. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Good. I'm glad. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, not, it was not. It was a good one. To you as well, Darren, as well. Um, but yes, um, yeah, it was nice. Nice and relaxing, nice and chill. Just here, seeing family. It's been, uh, it's been very nice. Um, I have had... <laughs> We we did a recording the other day. We did a New Year's Day recording to go out on New Year's Day, and it has just been a nightmare. That's the only bad part of this whole process and period of time. I've just had an absolute nightmare trying to sort out what is a massive edit, right, anyway. But then on top of that, loads of technical, weird technical issues happened that prevented me from doing it the way I usually do it. So it's it's been a bit of a nightmare. And I'm probably about 10 or 15% done on that <laughs> because of the problems. I have to I have to keep so I had to delete loads of stuff off my computer to make space for this like edit, right? Because annoyingly the software I use does all these render things all the time. This is going to be boring for everyone, but I'm taking I'm going to tell that's why I'm wearing this hat. Um, it's this is why I'm telling you this. So basically, it renders stuff all the time. Like, I, I don't, there's a loads of um software that just doesn't do this, but the one I use does, and it's just a pain in the butt because you have to keep deleting loads of render files and then you have to wait for it to kind of almost render the whole pro project again. And then when you get back in it, you've somehow saved more space than before, which I don't understand. But then it keeps rendering stuff every time you make a change, and you get the same kind of process. I have to, I do a bit, and then I have to basically delete all the render files, let it process again, come back and do it again. And it is an arduous process, arduous. Uh, so it's getting really annoying. I'm going to have to change how we do that, I think, in the future. But yeah, I need a bigger, I need a bigger hard drive, don't I? That's that's exactly what I need, Pastor Pierogi. Mate, I have lots of blooming space elsewhere. It's just the processing, for some reason, just locks up on here because of this stupid software. Anyway, that's enough of that and why I'm 
fuming in the last couple of days. Uh, but it's not about that today. Today is about the weekly and loads of news, Pat, this week. How what it's like as soon as we finished our episode, there were about three stories broke. Yeah, it was it was immediately. I think it might have been breaking during the episode at the end, some of it. Yeah, the Super 7 O-ring news kind of happened while we were on the show. Right, right. Uh, but we didn't know until we got off. Right. And then um, it was the classified images started kind of showing up. But anyway, we'll get to all of that shortly. First up, though, Pat, we've got a little bit of news, I guess, in the business world to contend with first. Um, and that's that Lionsgate have finally completed their E1 acquisition. <laughs> Lionsgate finalised their acquisition of Entertainment One from Hasbro for $375 million on Wednesday. The deal was struck back in August for Lionsgate to purchase E1's TV and film operations from Hasbro for a reported $500 million. Hasbro originally paid $3.8 billion four years ago for the studio and have since offloaded a number of assets including the music arm for $385 million and now the television and film operations. They do still have a number of popular assets which were excluded from the deal, including Peppa Pig and Transformers, amongst many others. Sadly, a lot of the E1 workforce has been sacrificed over the course of the acquisition, with Hasbro cutting 20% of the staff back in June and Lionsgate letting go of another 10% in advance of the new deal. It's been a real Grinch of a year for a lot of employees, that's for sure. Oh, I didn't change the thing back, did I? Um, sorry. There we go. That's what it should look like. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yes, Lionsgate uh, have acquired E1 finally. That's gone through. That's sorted now. Um, in, I mean, the, the, in news newsworthy kind of scenario here that I kind of just wanted to go through a few things with you, Pat. In terms of the maths that's being generated here, $3.8 billion is a far cry from what they've sold some of their assets for so far. But obviously keeping some of them is going to be generating the money in the long term. So do you think that that 3.8 billion is kind of has been worth it for them at any point so far or do you think it's going to be it's going to be one of those things that we're going to have, they're going to have to wait till the future to find out? Yeah, I yeah, I mean I can't say for sure that it's been bad because obviously we haven't seen any return I, like I don't know what kind of returns they've gotten. Of course, yeah, we haven't got a clue, have we? No, we don't. But uh just from gut feeling of what would you do with your money? I don't know that I would do that. <laughs> I wouldn't drop three, but like, I want to work out this scaled version of that in like, say buying something and then like having to sell it on later sort of thing. I want to do like the equivalent and I bet you it's really difficult, like really like big because in terms of like billions, the difference between a billion and a million is is massive, so like it, the even equivalence um, is going to be quite hilarious. I think. Um, I one uh, let's go through some of these kind of points anyway. But three hundred seventy five million to acquire the TV and uh, film kind of like productions and all that kind of stuff, but they do still hold on to a number of other. Um, elements, like important ones, I guess, for them, which would be Peppa Pig, Transformers, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, My Little Pony, Power Rangers, Play-Doh, and Clue. And the merger does include film development rights for Monopoly. So it's uh, it, obviously they're not giving up 
they're not selling a lot of other aspects part, that are part of you know what they would acquired in the first place. Peppa Pig's probably a big one for them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm certain that that was one of the key things that they wanted in the begin from the beginning. And it's uh, also it's I was going to say it's also another kind of like follow on from the one thousand one hundred layoffs that we had like very recently, but the fact that they were just, you know, trimming the E1 workforce as they were going with this, like that's got to suck as well, hasn't it? Like, I mean, and I know it always happens when companies are taken over or like there's a merge or an acquisition or whatever, but it just seems like it is so par for the course with these corporations. You know, I could swear that this is the second time that they've done that with E1. Like, yeah, I, I thought that they... That they trimmed them by like ten or twenty percent. What did what did you say they did this time? Was it ten it was or 20? twenty? Yeah, it was twenty percent in June by Hasbro, who were do kind of in preparation to sell it, and then Lionsgate laid off ten percent okay. um, in preparation for the merger, which is nuts, isn't it? Yeah, that is that is that is crazy. So, yeah, a lot of people cut from there. Um, oh, Jim's come, Jim's done the math. It's buying something for three thousand eight hundred dollars and selling it for three hundred and fifty. Is that exactly to scale, Jim? Is that the exact math? Uh, I, I just, I'm feeling. I feel like that is terrible. By the way, <laughs> like if you imagine doing that, Pat, I just can't imagine that they made that much money from Peppa Pig, you know, and, and all these other properties in the meantime. Like how yeah. much? How much did they bring in? It's there's no way that it makes up that gap. No. But, no. you know, sometimes things are a sunk cost. And if you're pivoting your strategy, you know, there's no time like the present to, to get back on course. So, I I mean, the, all, all of the layoffs, I think, are terrible. Like, I, I just can't imagine that you have that many people who aren't doing anything. A lot right. of times, the layoffs just feel like they are, they are done. I, I mean, there's going to be overlap when you combine some companies. Like some people doing some of the same positions, right? Perhaps, but you know, just in preparation, we've hey, one of the things that we've done is we've polished this by terminating twenty percent of the workforce. It's just yeah. like the people are what what make it. So hundred percent, yeah. It, it almost feels like you've it. It just doesn't. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me that that's what has to happen every single time. Like I'd, I'd really like to see. Uh, how some of those choices are made. It's just awful. It is yeah. awful. Darren's made a good point of the tax write-off there as well. And also, to answer your question earlier, Pat, Michael has said, in answer to Pat's Christmas question, the 12 days of Christmas run from Christmas Day to the traditional date of the arrival of the Magi on January the 5th. So the Christmas season ends on January the 5th. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I wonder, that, that it'd be nice if that it was just that way on the on a calendar. <laughs> yeah, if it was that way on like corporate calendar, like, oh, you're not in till the 5th. Uh, that would be Oh, great. yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, if uh, all the jobs were like, yeah, it's uh, the Christmas period runs until June. That would be fantastic. Um, what does the Monopoly movie look like? Willy Wonka and the Real Estate Agent. Yes, Pastor Pierogi, that's hilarious. And uh, I think, yeah, it probably will look a lot like that. A lot of people... Um, a lot of people going directly to jail, I'd imagine, as well, which uh, should probably happen in some of these circumstances. Um, 
so yeah, right. Do they, the, the, the big question is that we'll probably never know, um, is will they make up that amount that they, you know, with what, let's say 760 million out of what they've sold so far that we're aware of, they might have sold more assets here and there, but 760 mil in combined assets sold so far is nowhere near 3.8 billion. And I don't think personally that Peppa Pig, Transformers, Dungeons, all of those combined are going to yield that amount of money for an, at least a number of years. So you've got to wonder, really, unless they unless they plan to make another like set, like you know sale later, are they going to make that back? Prob I don't think so, personally. Yeah, I, I I don't think I don't really think so, but I. I think that they may be looking at their current stock value. Some of what what Lionsgate seems to be doing is is trying to um, streamline and make it clear what business they are in because right. they are also splitting off from Stars. Yes, Isn't that right. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, uh, and this move by Hasbro. Sometimes companies have so have so many things that they own that the company itself is almost a portfolio. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, that's so true. And I, I think that maybe that because of economic shakeups, Hasbro may be looking to just make it clear what business they're in. <laughs> it's not the business of making money at the moment. <laughs> well, it, it's not in the entertainment business. No, right. It's not. Yeah. And they were hoping to break into that. But, you know, where is that Micronauts cartoon? Oh, I shelved amazingly and it yeah. exists in full can you believe that i wonder how many animated series exist in full somewhere on a hard drive out there that we'll probably only see when we're you know we'll be long gone and it'll come out in a you know like a, an estate sale or something and some kid will find it and they'll have no idea what they've got and they'll talk about it like we are with no knowledge of what it could be right. <laughs> that'll be what happens um past the progies asked do we worry that hasbro could ever go the way of sears and kmart i don't i don't personally think they will i mean there's it's, no one's safe i mean we've seen that in the in the in the you know in 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 the past but it, I kind of it really depends, doesn't it? I guess on a lot of factors, but I don't think Hasbro would be going anywhere just yet. Uh, you never know, though. I I never thought Toys R Us would go anywhere, Pat. Uh, yeah, neither did I. But I always was a little more in fear of Toys R Us because obviously the big footprint, um, the traffic that was just not going through it that much anymore. But Hasbro's, I mean. Kids may be buying fewer toys, but adults are buying more of them. And a lot of sales are just online. And that's that's a large part of what Toys R Us's problem was. The toys, the toys are being still still being sold though for Hasbro. So I don't think they're going to go the way of Toys R Us. Yeah, let's hope not. <clears throat> anyway, that is all we're going to talk about on that one because it's um yeah, it's it's depressing at the same time. You know, it's like a it's a weird one, isn't it? It's like it's not depressing necessarily, apart from maybe you know the loss of um, of the workforce, but it's it's weird, and it's also very like there's a lot of other factors that obviously we're not privy to that you know would make sense on a you know uh, from a corporate kind of position. So good luck with that. Three point eight million. 
Um, it still seems bonkers to me, the kind of money that we're dealing with here with these companies. But anywho, let's get on to some very positive news. And that was uh, in Skybound news this week, we got Duke released and it's been very, very well received. Skybound released their first G.I. Joe focus comic within the new continuity on Wednesday. Duke issue number one hit local comic stores to absolute rave reviews and considering the quality of the other comics already out in the same universe like Void Rivals and Transformers, I think we can safely say the brands are in very good hands. A Real American Hero is also looking pretty good under the new ownership so strap in for a fun ride as we go Skybound. Yay! Right. So, th- before we go any further, I should I should warn everybody: there will be some spoilers, minor spoilers, but spoilers nonetheless um, in talking about this. So, I would very much recommend you, <laughs> if you haven't read this and you want to read it uh, before you before you listen to what we're going to what I'm going to talk about effectively it's going to be sort of a book report because pat um uh, hasn't been able to read the the duke or any of the comics since 1937 so um i'm going to be kind of doing a little book report on this one uh, i'm not going to go into massive details i'm not going to give away a lot of plot points but what i am going to do is show a few things that popped up in the issue um um you know throughout the entire issue so stuff that we haven't seen in the five page preview and stuff, you know, including all the way down to the last page. So please, 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 if you don't want to know, turn off now, maybe just kind of like come back in about, I don't know, when you've read it, uh, that might be the best option for you guys. Or if you're not that bothered and you're just going to, you know, you're just going to listen anyway, then fine, that's totally cool. But just so you know, spoilers ahead. Okay, here we go. So this for me, I've got to say, Pat, I know you haven't read it yet, mate, so I'll, I'll just, I'll take the lead on this one and you can just, you know, react to some of the nice images maybe. But I think what's happened here and why I think this has been so well received are there's so many parallels for me personally to the Chuckles kind of Cobra um, era comics from IDW. There's that kind of similar vibe. It's a little bit darker, a little bit grittier, it's got um, actually got very similar artwork in some of those uh, Chuckles issues as well, uh, the Cobra issues. And I just, I, again, I've got to say, like, I was really into it. I was really, uh, first of all, I was really excited to get stuck into this because I'd heard so many good things. And um, basically, it's just chock full of really cool writing. It's a great, like, pace. It's a really interesting story to get into Duke from the off and into kind of like G.I. Joe and where that kind of, you know, is in terms of its uh, kind of like inception or whatever. But anyway, it it's amazing. Also, I will also shout out while we're on because Diana just popped up in the comments to Diana who um, sent me as a gift the Duke comic via Kindle. So thank you very much, Diana. I really appreciate that. It was very nice of you and I really did enjoy it. And I'm going to be getting a physical co- physical copy as well. So we're all basically starting out as I think if you've read the five page preview issue, it's effectively Duke is from a, it's a different starting point completely. Um, he's obviously a well decorated, highly regarded um, kind of like almost veteran war hero to this point. And then he has a, a certain situation that happens that makes him question everything. 
Um, I will. I won't obviously spoil what that is if you don't know. But I will say that it's obviously related to the other as the other connected universe brand that's in this uh, particular continuity. Um, so there you go. Pretty obvious, but you know, it's it, that's what it is. So he has this kind of like experience. It kind of puts him off to um, the. It kind of puts him off the you know, to the whole kind of army scenario, right? So he ends up kind of being a bit, you know, like angry towards the army. He has a, a kind of like a, what you call it, like a meeting, like a, he was called into a, a Colonel Hawk's office, I will say. Colonel Hawk shows up at this stage and gets an absolute dressing down for, you know, basically being, or used to be this man of action. Here's a nice image of that, saving people and, you know, saving the day and all that kind of stuff. And he's kind of gone to this kind of more insubordinate sort of mess of a human being. And um, in the end, he ends up walking out of the office and basically telling Hawk that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of going to work this out myself and, you know, uh, screw you guys. So there's this kind of separation between um, Duke and the army and all this kind of stuff, which is really interesting kind of start to this issue. And then it goes into like him basically tracking down, working out what is going on, with this thing that he's seen and like, why is he, why does, why they're all lying to him? Why does he feel like he's going crazy? That kind of stuff. Right. Um, what I will say as well is another, uh, the big spoilers coming up now, we get um, a very cool character pop in now, which obviously will, you know, will resonate well with a lot of people um, who are big comic fans of the original Marvel run. And that is Dr. Adele Burkhart shows up. And he kind of, she kind of plays this part as someone that has been, is kind of like in the same kind of boat as Duke. She is kind of like, she's her life's work has gone towards, you know, um, what his experience, you know, happened. She's been trying to basically come up with some sort of alternate energy kind of situation kind of thing for her, her whole life. And the connection between the, the brands in this case uh, basically point her towards you know, like maybe, maybe kind of realizing that. Um, but, and she's got all these kind of like cool things on a wall, like a, you know, like a Charlie from, uh, <laughs> from It's Always Sunny meme where he's kind of like piecing together all of the the different things with, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, and she's got on one of her images on the board, what is very clearly a schematic for a mass device, which is a very interesting homage drop and kind of i don't know it, it makes it kind of fun for what might you know lay ahead but also kind of makes you know when you think about the two brands that are involved it, it makes the mass device a kind of um believable plot point um when you think about it in that it's, sense it's not not too unlike a space bridge is it oh, i see what you did there pat it is not too unlike a space bridge at all and i wonder if that is something that is uh kind of like brought in anyway there's loads of other homage in this like there's loads of little comments and little things like that that happen that are nice little touches that you know might go under the radar a little bit and obviously there are obvious things like the schematic of the mass device here but then there's other really kind of like under the radar things that are said in little you know speech bubbles and stuff and I, I've kind of picked most of them out I'm not going to say them because I want people to find them themselves and see if they can dig out those little homages it's really really cool um, then, um, as we move through, there's another character that pops up, um, Mercer. Now, 
we saw Mercer on the cover of um, one of the variant covers, I believe, uh, where, like, you know, uh, some time ago, actually when Skybound first got, um, you know, revealed that they were going to be the publishers of the comic, they posted up a few kind of, like, variant covers, and Mercer was in the Cobra team, right? Um, what is interesting about this is that Duke actually, this is, like, six months later, he's grown a little bit of rough beard, and he's um, he looks a little bit more rock and roll shipwreck vibe going on here um but he uh finds out that mars industries are you know a lot like a, a company that are behind some of the uh, in like some of the threads that of the dr del burkhart has kind of been like pulling at and so he goes to check out mars industries and what's really cool i haven't got an image of it and I'll, again you can see this when you when you uh read it yourselves but when they show the Mars industry building, they utilize the classified Mars logo, which is really cool. Not just that, but they make it quite fancy and have the the kind of the crescent of the, well, not the crescent, but the kind of the curvature of what is effectively the Mars um, planet. They have the the kind of like the edge of it lit up in red. So it kind of looks like a light with the Mars low, with the Mars writing kind of like over it. It's really cool. And it's like a nice touch. And I really enjoyed that. And as you can see, he's got the the kind of classified version of the Mars logo uh, on his body as well, and his um, uh, secondary. Uh, so Mercer is very much a kind of like Cobra character at this stage. And I imagine we'll see Mercer, you know, flip over to the other side at some point. I would, you know, I, I it's this is obviously just his origin, as it were. So a lot of people were kind of a little concerned about that early on. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, I imagine they're going to lead him in and they're going to, he's going to go through his own character development. So um, uh, that's something really cool here. So anyway, he obviously has a, a little kind of, kind of um, fight with, uh, with Duke. Now, prior to this, Duke stumbles across this in the Mars Industries building. And it's this window into the classic, I mean, this trope has been used probably in every G.I. Joe comic, in every spy show movie ever, ever done. And it was certainly something I think we saw in maybe even Cobra issue as well, when they kind of come across a big warehouse of vehicles and weapons, what have you. So it's a, it's a trope that I never get tired of seeing, actually, Pat, because it always makes you kind of have a really good look around to see what you can kind of like see in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you have the same feeling with that? Oh yeah, this is this is it's fun, but it wouldn't be like within that world. It makes sense that this would exist, and that somebody could happen across it, and that this would be a big reveal and a surprise to them. So yeah, this is good. I something Path Progi just mentioned in the comments said that I've it never dawned on me ever at, at ever, and he said it was today's years old when I just realized Mars is probably a nod to the God of War. Yeah, I wonder if it is. Does anyone know? Yeah. There's like, have we got any kind of information on that? Like, of in you know, directly. I, I mean, Destro originally was War Master, right? Oh, you see that it does make a lot of sense that that yeah, could be what it was. He, does he still has the W on his belt? Yes, cartoon, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. That's so interesting, though. I like that past the program, but I've, again, that's something that's never dawned on me either. I just thought it was because it sounded good and ha and worked with Military Armament Research Syndicate. That's what I thought it was. But that's really cool. Um, okay, back on track here. Now, in this particular image, we see him looking in this warehouse. We see snake armors. We see a claw hanging up there on the left-hand side. 
and we see his tanks. Now, we also see other, we see fangs in the top right-hand corner, and also just underneath the fangs are clearly battle android troopers, which is really cool. That was something I didn't notice until I put this um, together and then had a relook on, on the slideshow before we went live. And I was like, oh, they're, they're battle android troopers. Now, something that Pat pointed out geniusly, I thought that there were lots of Cobra attack, like Crimson attack tanks uh, lined up in the background there. No, in actual fact, and I can't believe you noticed this, Pat, this is genius. They're actually his turrets because they're being put on those his tanks that are in line with that conveyor belt of uh, turrets. And you can tell they're turrets because they've got the double um, kind of guns as well. So yeah, love that. Thought that was really, really good touch. And that's another good point there from um, Mark. His tank with the new classified window. Yeah, it's got the classified lines, hasn't it, on the uh, on yeah. the canopy? Yeah, nice, nice shout there, Mark. As well. Again, these are details I always, you know, I'll I'll not notice until someone points them out. Even though I've been studying this since I got it. Um, yeah, it, it even looks like in the one in the one panel on the bottom above the guy that's welding. Oh yeah, they're kind of guiding in. You know, yes. directing them in where where to lay the uh. The oh, it down. makes it makes perfect sense, Pat. Now, but at the time when I saw it, I just thought, oh, crimson attack tanks, and obviously they're not. Um, but you pointed out it's probably his turrets, right? And I'm like, oh wow, that's genius. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, and yeah, and again, there'll probably be other little things in there that I'm not paying attention to, like who's working on stuff. Is there any like no, just normal like normal work as well, the look of it. But anyway, very cool stuff. And uh, yeah, really just wanted to kind of highlight that. Now, I can't remember what the next images I have. Oh, okay, it's Destro. So this was a, a fun one as well, because there are a few things in here that are kind of like little fun nods. One of them is obviously the leopard, which is over there on the kind of uh, like tree trunk he's got growing up in his, <laughs> in his building there. Um, and also I love that some of it's on fire. I love that the floor's on fire. Uh, but anyway, the um, the leopard is probably a shout to or like homage to his leopard print that he wears as PDD. Um, would you concur on that one, Pat? Oh yeah, for sure. If if it isn't, that's a really weird um, coincidence. So I I would say it has to be. <laughs> it's a obviously it's leopard force. They'll say when they're talking about it. Um, and yeah, and the other thing that uh, Pat had to kind of um, school me on a little bit. I thought there was I thought it was a almost like an Egyptian sort of um like casket sort of situation going on but cl Pat clearly mentioned yeah it's an iron maiden and it clearly is an iron maiden not just that but I think we found the reference image that they kind of utilized in order to create that one and it, I'm going to post it later as like a link because it's a it's an actual like toy version isn't it it's like a 8 inch sort of um action figure uh, Iron Maiden that you can um, buy because the actual image is at the same angle, the door's half open, the head is a similar kind of vibe and design although it's got a little kind of point on it rather than a curve. Uh, but that was quite fun, wasn't it, Pat, when we were talking about that? Yeah, for sure. And it's occurring to me that there's other stuff here that that also kind of makes sense. There's uh, the, the swords, the, the fact that the swords are there for yeah. the Iron Grenadiers later on yeah, and this being a torture device and Destro's mask actually originating yes. as a torture device. Yes, it it makes sense some somehow for family history. Um, I am just now realizing that that's not just an arch, but that's a whip. 
It's a whip, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's got or what? What do you? I mean, yeah, I, I suppose it's a lot of torture devices and nasty objects to, you know, to flail, to hurt and stuff. But do you think there's any anything there with the whip? No, I don't. I mean, the only thing that I could draw a comparison to would be Sigma Six Baroness, but yeah, not really. Okay. Um, so it's Crocmaster, basically, is what you're saying. Okay, good. Right. And what about there's another little weapon there as well, isn't there? Which kind of looks like one of those kind of chain handle chain with a kind of thing, like a nasty thing on the end of it. Um, yeah, sort of. <laughs> actually, that's probably what it is. I don't know what that is. It's a dominatrix dungeon, says Mark. Uh, yeah, that actually makes a lot more sense, yeah. especially especially when you consider Destro's uh, yeah other half. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, and, and, and again, like looking at Destro, I mean, you can't tell the, the the details on his kind of gear or anything. I'm assuming we'll see him, and it'll be like they'll have added those textured panels that we see on the classified figure. But he's so very similar anyway to that design that you could do yeah. Destro in any way, and yeah. it would, you know, it wouldn't necessarily mean classified, would it? Um, but anyway, really cool. That was a nice little touch to kind of get like a hint of Destro. Um, and uh, yeah, and it was nice to look at those things and find stuff out right now, Pat, that we didn't notice before. Again, like I was so fixated on the Iron Maiden that I uh, didn't really uh, pay attention to the other elements, but the swords obviously make so much sense. Um, and then I think it's the last image uh, of the comic that I've thrown in here. No, it's not. It's One more to go. Yeah. So um, yeah, Courtney Krieger mentioned by name, which is obviously Cover Girl or Krieger, as she's referred to by Colonel Hawk, um, who pops up a few times, like I said, in the issue. So we see a few more kind of characters being brought in. Um, it's possible that, you know, Cover Girl here is very much like special ops or like undercover or whatever it may be. It, it's it's clear that she is a level above, um, you know, your kind of standard military. And um, they're obviously talking about Duke and how they're going to kind of like basically bring him in to kind of, you know, uh, you know, for whatever reason. Uh, I won't say anything anymore on that one. But they do mention at the end that there are going to be two more people, they're going to be two more Joes they're going to bring in to help uh, commandeer Duke. And they are, I hope everyone's ready for this, because again, I'm apologies if these are spoilers. These, this is definitely a spoiler at the end of the issue. So here we go. It's Stalker and Rock and Roll. And the cool thing about this one, Pat, I will say, and we did talk about this a little bit before we went on, are the fact that they do appear in what is very almost certainly their classified uh, get-ups with the scarf, with Stalker, the, the Shemak, and the, um, the the clear elements you can see on Rock and Roll as well. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I, I mean, I kind of wonder if Hasbro requested that or if they just realized, hey, you know, it's going to make sense since this makes it uh, contemporary with what's out there and because the fact that classified's doing well yeah so why wouldn't you just uh include that it make it makes sense to use it totally and I, I this is this is kind of like a you know it, it it's not a surprise like I, I would assume that you know when a new thing kicks off they're gonna utilize uh you know like the the the, the latest, kind of like design format i mean we've seen it with other things in the past we've seen it with you know when movies have come out you know you get the corresponding media uh it just you're right it makes sense that they would go that kind of way with the designs to a degree 
And um, the fact that like a lot of the designs are veering towards the classic anyway now, it's kind of like a win-win situation. And it's nice every now and again, you'll get like, we'll probably get a character come up and we'll go, there'll be one tiny detail on it that, that goes, oh, well, that's clearly taken from the classified figure because of the thing or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Anyway, um, overall, it's a really good issue, really fun, packed full of that action. Um, you know, like you don't know where it's going to go. There's some, some aspects that you're kind of interested in where, where it's going to happen. It's dark as hell. There are so many pages I haven't shown you. There are like almost like Cobra shock troopers in it. There are so, the, the sort of uh, skew towards like Iron Grenadier type helmet designs. It's really cool. I didn't want to put that one up as I wanted to keep it, some of it a little bit myster mysterious for people. But there's so many cool stuff um, on here. And that's a good point, actually, Mark. I was just going to mention the Real American Hero situation, but you're right. It almost makes sense. It also makes sense to differentiate from Hammer, yeah. Hammer on a Real American Hero. Um, it is pat full of action, Mark. Yes, it really is. Um, oh, and Mark says, I think it's mostly Josh Williamson loving classified and wanting that to be his visual Bible. Good point again, Mark, and something I will... I'd like to talk to the guys on uh, Talking Joe about the comics in actual fact. So maybe there's something in that, Mark. Maybe we can do um, an episode soon because that would be fun. Um, and and also, yeah, Rock and Roll shows up on a future cover with his tattoos. Awesome. Another good point from Mark here. Mark, it's just the Mark show at the moment. Cover Girl was Hawk's assistant in Rise of Cobra, wasn't she? Yes. So there's probably an homage there to some degree, in uh, Rise of Cobra, yes. Um, didn't last very long, did she? No, no. Spoiler was, alert. Yeah, well, if you haven't seen Rise of Cobra, <laughs> I think that spoiler alerts are, um, yeah. Amazing. Um, anyway, I've got to say, like, I, I love the vibe of the whole thing. And like I said, there's, it's so reminiscent of that Cobra kind of feel, the Cobra... Uh, Costa and Gage comic, just absolutely fantastic. Um, there is there is a number of deaths in it. Um, none of like again, I'm, I, I, I won't spoil anything more. But there are a number of deaths in it, and again, like I say, it's really harsh, really gritty, and I was just really into this a lot. So well done, team, on uh, Skybound. Josh Williamson, one of them. Um, uh, who else is involved? Mark, let me know in the comments. I've completely forgotten. I did have that information. And this this happens to me. I if I'm under pressure and I'm on a live show, forget about it. Br brain just goes to mush. Uh, that's why I have to script script almost everything most of the time. Um, but anyway, great team on that particular issue, and I can't wait for the rest of them. We'll move on there so that people who um, are trying to avoid spoilers uh, can continue to avoid them now. Uh, and we'll get onto some classified chat. Um, just a little bit of classified news in the week. In-hand images of Retro Duke, Retro Scarlet and the 60th Anniversary Action Soldier and Action Sailor emerged courtesy of Nono Dong on Reddit last weekend. We got a lot of good looks at Duke and only shots from behind of Scarlet. The 60th got a little cameo in the images but not enough to really make any judgments. There's a lot to look forward to with these specific figures and hopefully we get more images and videos very soon, at least from the front this time, yeah? Yeah, at least from the front. Um... <laughs> There's some there's some fun images to look at here, Pat, aren't there? Um, so Marcus said, yeah, Tom Riley was on art on um, the uh, on the issue. So thank you very much for that, Mark. Um, Jody Belair on colours. It is yeah, and was it Mooneyham? 
Oh, he's on the Real American Hero title, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I mean, oh no, Mooneyham's the artist on the Real American Hero title, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Diana, I know. I know. We'll get to that. Trust me. Right. So classified images coming through. Pat, we have Duke, Retro. Um, what do you think? Are you liking what you're seeing? Um, yeah, I, this is one of the figures I pre-ordered and, and, you know, I don't really pre-order classified much anymore, no. um, but maybe it's the fact that I still haven't found a snake eyes, a retro snake eyes. Have you not? No, I've never seen that ship. And, and mm. I saw that the box of Crimson Guards that shipped was just Crimson Guard. So while they're in the same wave, it's possible that Snake Eyes has never shown up locally. And none of the guys that I know who are G.I. Joe collectors, which is like three or four people, no one's seen him at all. Interesting. Okay. That, okay, cool. I have the information I need. Um, I might have, I might have a hookup for you. Anyway, retro Snake Eyes, lovely stuff. Um, So yeah, feeling Duke? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I was happy with the way this looked. Maybe, I mean, it may be the lighting. His shirt looks a little light, but... I'm pretty sure it's the lighting. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the lighting, yeah. Yeah, um, you're right, though. There's a there's a much lighter vibe on that on that shirt. But again, I, I, think it, I think there's an element of potato cam going on here as well, isn't there? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have a little potato um, kind of like emoji in the top corner of any image that looks like it's been taken using a potato. Um, but yeah, this one is definitely maybe the Instagram uh, logo. But instead of a circle, you warp it. You warp the shape of the circular lens. Or we just pan back and show Mr. Potato. <laughs> Mr. Potato. That run. Right, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Um, Duke is definitely feeling Pat back. Yes, Diane. Of course he is. Um, yeah, really liking this one. He, he pairs quite well with that Ram, I've got to admit. Um, he does look good on it. So, yeah, he might be overtaking Breaker, no pun intended, um, to be on that one. Um, oh, Darren Darren has specific uh, issues that he has. Sorry, this one. Um, the Retro Duke looks fantastic, but I wish they would move the Parachutist badge to the left breast pocket and update it to Master Parachutist. That is, I mean, that's that's a pat level of uh, specificity, in my opinion, right there. Well, I I don't know military stuff, so that's that's inter- that's an interesting fact that I didn't know. Like that, Darren. Thank you. He always comes. He always comes with that like real world info, and we really appreciate it, Darren, on the show. So thank you very much, mate. Um, and Jedi Ben, sorry, I did kind of I got your uh, imi- your comment up. We'll talk about it here. Obviously, the problem with the line right now is delay. At this point, I can't li- line out what or where I have things pre-ordered or what has been received. Trust me, you're not the only one that, that struggles with that. I think we just dropped pre-orders totally, didn't we, Pat? Like, like we just were like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to bother, you know, wasting hours of time or you know, like in trying to work out where we were with certain pre-orders and stuff. And it just got, got out of hand. And it yeah. is probably a little bit easier sometimes to just go, I'll just get it when I see it. Yeah, basically the the, the only thing that I was getting delivered immediately was stress. <laughs> <laughs> I 
straight to your door. Right. Uh, yeah. And funnily enough, it, it bypasses the door and just goes straight to the human being. But yes, Jedi Ben, I didn't want to kind of like flash your comment up and then go, I don't want to read it. Uh, but yeah, I totally feel you on that one. Totally. Um, um, Duke in this lighting looks like the 25th, says Mick, J, uh, Mick Jig. Uh, yeah, there is. I think it's the. I think like let's take into consideration potato cam and lighting, one hundred percent. Flaffle says I've never seen retro Zartan Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow. Neither have I. I haven't seen any no. of them. No, nope, none of them. I've never seen any of those. Who have I seen retro wise? Lady J and the Baroness, like everywhere. Yeah, Lady J is guarding those pegs very heavily. She's, She's making not let sure that none of those other figures show up. <laughs> Because here there's like six or seven Lady J's at every Walmart. Well, you know, it's probably a year ago I saw like over in, just in Ohio, Lady J was like $2. They cleared that's crazy. That's but crazy. these Walmarts didn't. So maybe that's my problem. Maybe just in this area where they didn't clear them out, maybe those figures went everywhere else. Possibly. Flaffle says tons of Crimson Guards where he is. So interesting. I've seen those um, a couple times, but they cleared out pretty quickly. Yeah, I think when I think when they came down in price, people just went nuts because obviously it's a great opportunity to army build those. Um, oh, um, figure six pack. I haven't mentioned it because I haven't got it yet. I'll probably be talking about that in the new year. That's the Art of GI Joe omnibus uh, from Carson, 3D Joes, etc. So don't trust me. It's on the cards to discuss, but I am not. I haven't been home to to receive it yet. I got. My, I did get a shipping notification. Have you got yours, Pat? Uh, of, I'm sorry, I'm reading comments. Shipping notification of what? The, the 3D Joe's Omnibus. Um, oh, uh, yes. And, you know, people are getting theirs in. I have not done a... Um, I, I haven't done the tracking on it to see where mine is. But, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely did get a shipping notice. We don't get back to, like, the 5th or the 4th anyway. So um, I'm not going to be able to There see was a knock then. at my door, so who knows? Interesting. Interesting. It's probably the uh, it's probably Mars Industries um, trying to shut us down for talking about the comic. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we will obviously we've mentioned it now, figure six pack, but we will be talking about it in much more detail, obviously, in the future, um, and and probably in the shout outs when we get the books and all that kind of stuff. Um, too bad he doesn't come with a screaming head. Oh, could you imagine if they'd done a O face Duke, and but like done it the same level of terrible. Even if it was perfect and yeah. a secondary head, I, I just, I feel a little bit, uh, you're so scarred. traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. Traumatized by, by that Duke. So <laughs> no, no, thank you. Amazing. Uh, Darren just got his art of GI Joe about 20 minutes ago. Well, lucky you. I hope you enjoy that table size, coffee table size book, not coffee table book, a coffee table size book. Um, oh, Vlad's been looking at his as well. Cool. Um, well, I'm very jealous of everyone that got them, but yeah, we'll talk about that obviously on uh, probably the next weekly. Um, right then. Um, also, we got images of the rear end of Scarlet. Um, just lots of back shots. Kitty said. Um, the other thing was they were kind of. I was I was a little bit confused as to some of these ratings that the the person that took, that, that Nono Dong gave these figures. Considering that they said, like over onto the right, that the action soldier was poor quality, poor movable, and all things old. That confuses me, considering that figure comes with so many new amazing things. I, yeah, that was a bit of a head-scratcher for me. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, 
yeah, I, I don't understand that. Also, one of the concerns for Scarlet was no backpack, but she comes with a backpack. So again, head scratcher on that one. Um, anyway, maybe maybe the person's not getting complete stuff. Maybe they're just getting samples of things. I think is a hell of a lot to do with that. I don't think it's um, I don't think it's necessarily like full on production samples because. Um, let's face it, there was no packaging to be to be seen. The images that had packaging in were all like old Duke carded figures that weren't actually the ones for Duke. It so even, it even seems like they're trying to show us that the leg that they got was somehow yeah, misassembled. Yeah, two left, left pieces knee. for the knee or something. I think. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I, I I totally feel that on that one. I, I don't think these are like you know finished items, should we say? Um, so yeah, the in, but interesting that he'd start like, you know, scoring like pre-production samples. That's quite funny to me. It's oh no, this this one's no good. Yeah, because it's been cobbled together and thrown at you from like the factory yeah. floor. Um, anyway, so yeah, so we, we got a few again, just shots of Scarlet from behind, which you know, there you go, and uh, and there's another one from behind as well, just. <laughs> Bonkers. Uh, but there you go. Um yeah. Yeah, I, I think the I think there is an element here of uh some sort of not even well, maybe factory rejects, Sean, but like something, yeah, that's been cobbled together using, you know, like parts quickly or whatever. But um yeah. I mean, is it is it possible that there are tracking numbers on her face? Again, that's a really good point. And nothing something I'd never dawned on me. That's a this is why Pat's here, guys. That's a really good point. And the fact that we do see Duke with his helmet off, don't we? Um, but yeah, we do. But there was an in for a second there, I was like, oh, maybe Duke has got his helmet on in every image, but no, he does have it off there, Kitty said. Um, and I can't see any numbers there, but again, the, the quality of the image are, images are not great. But anyway, interesting to see these figures in whatever fashion they are. Um, but yeah, um, I don't think we'll be seeing them, guys at least until, you know, well into 2024. But um, it's uh, still interesting. Um, they would have inkjet numbers in pre-production, says Jedi Ben. Uh, yes, they would have, well, they'd have those that stamp, wouldn't they, on their forehead? I think it's like a, a laser. Yeah, so it engraves it almost. Yeah, because yeah. there's, there's definitely texture to them. Uh, that's true, Darren. Yes, uh, Wolf Spider and Shadow Tracker early images were also early production runs. They were so all those images that were coming out and people were like freaking out, saying, "Why don't we get in them right now?" Was because they were early production samples and stuff like that. So I don't think that was ever mentioned after the fact. It might have been talked about in groups and stuff, but I don't think we ever talked about those Wolf Spider and Shadow Tracker images being um, the first ones, anyway, being a uh, early production runs. Thank you, Darren. That does help. Um, <laughs> Diana, Diana says it honestly looks in the picture with the two butts that he just tilted Scarlet's hips more. Yeah, it totally. It Diana, genius yeah. comment, genius comment. Um, yes, Sean, I think it is a modification on CoverGirl. When that the least said about that, the better. Um, anyway, that's. Uh, the ones that were being sold boxed weren't final runs. Yes, Darren, yeah, that's sorry, that's what we were talking about, the Wolf Spider and um, Shadow Tracker. Yes, true. The ones that were coming out that were looked like they had been sold that were in boxes were not final production 
by the way. And again, I'm not sure if we talked about that. I'm not sure if we said anything about it or if it was just being talked about online. But yeah, those early images that had the packaging with the wolf spider in it and people were unboxing them and stuff like that, they weren't final production figures. Anyway, got that out of the way. Uh, is that everything for the images, Pat? I can check real quick. Yes, I think it is. Yeah, yes, I think I finished on. I think yep. I finished on double, double butts. Uh, and then we <laughs> we can get onto the stuff that Pat's here for today. He 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 only shows up for this stuff if there's <laughs> if there's decent O ring stuff to talk about. And guess what? Uh, there is. A brand new batch of Super 7 O-Ring listings appeared last weekend in Target's internal system. The listings included a comic Snake Eyes, most likely showing the Arashikagi tattoo from Silent Interlude, cartoon Duke, who could end up with the headband he dons in the Mass Device miniseries where he fights the third listing, Ramar, and finally, blonde cover girl, once again from that first Sunbow miniseries. With the official O-Ring release slated for fall of 2024, I think we can expect more listings to show up over the next few months, but this is a nice group to start start the discussion yeah it is um and this was like a nice even though it's a bit early in the day um we, we might not see what these particular figures are for a little while yet um but pat is this something that you know when you saw this list were, were you kind of excited were you i mean what, what take us through your feelings on this one yeah um well there's part of it was one of there, there's one figure in here that is one of the figures that i had in mind of something I've been waiting for forever for an O-ring figure. And then there's another one that is a nice to have, but I thought they would never do uh, in O-ring form. Yeah. And then there's the two others that I kind of consider like a, a good filler. Right. Um, so CoverGirl is the one that I've been waiting on forever. I, I'm really hoping that the construction of that figure looks like the original cover girl except for a change to the head yeah um and then raymar i like we had years of uh o-ring stuff at retail needing to be so specific to kids and the club was doing stuff that was all you know reused parts he was pretty much just off the table that was just never going to happen but he has had a lot of customs made of him, and that's a, a good indication that there's a lot of people that want that character in their collection. <coughs> Pythona. So, exactly. <laughs> Pythona is like, I, I would say Big Lob as well. Is, oh, yeah, is, yeah. The two of them are like the best example of figures that have been customized so many times. That it's Poster like, children of that whole situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly, people want those figures. Uh, and we did get we did get them to some degree, and we got an, the Pythona that came out is beautiful. It's just not an O-ring figure. Yeah, um, true, true. But yeah, Raymar, it's it's an excellent figure to be done, I think. Uh, and my personal expectations of the line, uh, I don't think really are going to apply to that one so much. Right. Like I'm really hoping that these stick to the original Buck. But Raymar is going to need to be a little bit bigger than the others. It says an understatement. Yeah. Although you say that, but Nemesis Enforcer wasn't any bigger, really, was he? Or he wasn't super sized. Right. That's true. So is that something you take into consideration with O Ring? That kind of like, you know, your feelings towards how they should 
look and be based on what we've had in the past? Or is Nemesis, Nemesis Enforcer a character that you'd like to see them do and make bigger for that reason? Well, yes. Well, I, I think that the cartoon took their interpretation of Nemesis. Well, they were really developing Nemesis Enforcer. I I don't know. I, I don't know that the, they used the, the larger buck on the original Nemesis Enforcer. I don't think they did. Like, if you, if you look at the Joes, they, they tended to use the same one, but there were some of them that were slightly larger, like Destro's yeah. actually a little bit taller than the earlier figures. And then moving on later, like Sagat, whenever they made Sagat, oh, yeah, yeah. he was a lot taller than the others. Yeah. So maybe Raymar could be more like that, or even going even bigger. Oh, can they just use just use the Sagat for Raymar? There you go, done. Fixed. Oh, yeah. And Big Boa's cross piece in blue, done. Fixed. I was going to say Goro as well. Oh, because, yeah. yeah. Goro is not part of the G.I. Joe line, but whenever he was being developed, he was being developed for the G.I. Joe line. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think Raymar as a human should be that big. You know, it's a little odd that he's that large, but maybe he has some sort of Cobra experimentation backstory that goes with him that we've not gotten for a cartoon. So, totally, totally. Uh, it's kind of fine because he really was that large in the cartoon. So, yeah, I, I'm i looking forward to seeing what they do with him. Darren just said, as much as I'd like to see Raymar a little larger, I just don't see it happening. They have to go with a Mortal Kombat Goro-sized figure. There you go. Uh, great yeah. minds think alike there on that one. Uh, maybe Raymar will trans to Quinn, translate to Quinn. Oh, that's possibly? I don't know. How would it translate? Um, You mean, like, be using some of the same build? Or the yeah. same... Uh, basic construction. Yeah. Let us know what you mean on that one, Mick. Um, Raymar was juicing, says Jeremy. Um, and Michael says Raymar needs to be around five to five and a half inches. If you're talking specific, yeah, if you're talking like what it looks like on screen, the two are vastly different in size. Yeah, uh, I should have had an image of it, but there's half an image right there uh, of how big he is. And he's looking down at Duke, who's about here. <laughs> that should give it away. Um, but yeah. It, I personally, I think it would be cool if, oh, Luke, that's genius. In actual fact, I bet there was a bootleg figure that looked just like Raymar because I had, are they Galactic Heroes, Pat, or Galaxy Heroes or something? I don't know. There are so many, there are so many Masters of the Universe bootlegs that I've, I, I I lose track of them, I, and I'm not even tracking them. Who's the uh, top knot one, guys? Do you remember in the comments? He had the top knot. It was a bootleg Master of the Universe figure. He's so famous. He's got he, people know him from the name. Um, he's like blue skin, I think, and he's got like um, a top knot. I had that figure in another one, and the other one looked kind of like Raymar. So, yeah, that would be perfect. Problem is they kind of have to make their own ones. <laughs> so um, I'm thinking that they do... I'm thinking that they do a bigger figure because that's I think that's what I would want. I wouldn't want it to just be the same size as like a Road Pig or a Nemesis Enforcer or a... Uh, I'm trying Cigar? To think Is that big Cigar enough? Or Cigar, yeah. I, I, maybe, I think Cigar might be, might be one you could get away with with this particular size. Um, bring back the potato meter, says 84 Rain. We will, probably, the amount of potato camera images we look at. Um, yeah, I think 
I think on this, for this particular one, I'd want it to be bigger. Um, I'd kind of want it to be like a good head size bigger than than a, than a three and three quarter minimum than than the than the O-ring figures standard. Yeah, not absolutely ridiculous because I mean there are some people that are a lot taller in the world. So um, yeah, yeah, I think that for GI Joe's purposes, they mainly wanted to make sure that whenever they said that the figures fit inside the vehicles, that that was going to be true. So they just made them all the same general size. I mean, um, Leon's made a good point here. I mean, like the whole, yeah, the whole like I would say unique selling point of Raymar is, it is. massive. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of what my my expectation of him is is that he's going to be big. But well, I hope that it still looks like GI Joe construction. Like he can't just be a visionary's. Well, he could kind of be yeah. somewhere in between GI Joe. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I know what you mean. You, you kind of still has to look like an O-ring figure, and I get what you mean. Maybe yeah. like you know, I mean, you know, they made an e, an e Honda figure. Like they're they're not like beyond making like crazy changes to a kind of style, should we say? Deep yeah. Six exists. <laughs> Deep Six, Edmund Honda, Sigart. Yeah. You know, yeah, all of that is true. So I mean it. It does work, but there's there's certain also design styles. Like I hope that he still has the same type of elbow joints and yeah. that his feet point forward, because as soon as they start pointing outward, it looks like an O-ring figure, but just not a GI Joe figure. Yeah. To me. Yeah. So no, I, I, I know what you're that saying. It's that. I hope that it hits that vintage O-ring style in many ways. They need to have a lot of visual cues that it belongs with them. This is the company that made Mega Monsters, says Leon. Um, yeah, good point. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think he's going to be that big. That would be kind of interesting and quite rather hilarious. Uh, yes, so, okay, so that's Raymar. That's um, Covergirl. What about Duke? Because uh, as a cartoon O-ring action figure in the same wave as Raymar, would you expect some sort of nod to that Mass Device uh, miniseries, maybe the headband or something? I think that would be great if if they did do that. Um, to have them kind of be paired together in the right. way. Um, but I don't really expect that. My expectation is that out of the gate, we're going to get a very standard cartoon Duke. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe it opens up the possibility of a store exclusive or something with the headband. I think it'd be really fine if you released uh, Duke twice and the, the Target exclusive had the headband on yeah, and the standard retail one did not. That would be great. A Tiger Force headband, right? Right. <laughs> it always looked to me like he had a candy wrapper or something. Like what was that? Yeah. that he was shoving in behind the like thing? gum or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was like yeah, um, yeah. Like a Werther's original was he was just stuffing it back there. <laughs> uh, Cobra's brought down by a Werther's original. Um, amazing. I'm I'm with you on that one. I can expect that. I expect that kind of Duke will be, you know, yeah, like a, a like like a an, a Duke figure, but with a different head sculpt, possibly. Like I, I'm, I I kind of do feel quite strongly about that first Duke head sculpt. I think it does look a little bit fugly. Uh, it's a little bit weird, and I feel like a more kind of, I don't know, like a more kind of, not square head. But like a more kind of, you know, so it's not going into that point at the top, which seems a bit weird. To well, me. they they worked on the Duke head a lot initially. There are two different Duke heads that were released, and then I've I've shown the yes 
the FEP Duke head that I've I have. Go check out the where, articulated points episode because it's all about that, isn't it? I think so. Actually, I don't remember where I showed that. It's I'm on an articulated points episode. You did a whole episode on the FEP Duke that you had. You know what? I think I included it in the one where I did the FEP um ace. I think oh, I, I okay. Think I okay. In that episode. But then okay. I think that it also was in like one of the things that we did maybe for Operation Armor at some point. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what I'm thinking. That yeah, but sense. like he had fully sculpted ears, like his ears were a little more pronounced and he did have like more hair. So it was a different looking head, just doesn't fit in a helmet. So they were, they kind of, you know, adapted it so that he would be compatible with that helmet. Um, I was just about yeah. to say that, Leon, by the way. He says it looked like the chewing gum from Let's Play Soldier. Yeah, the Chul Mulgra sap tree chewing gum. Uh, it did, like a little stick of gum, but it, they, they they always did it orange, and they always put like a like a light, like a white kind of corner to make it look like it was glistening, like, you know, kind of tacky or glistening. And it's the same thing they put in their, their headbands. are very similar, just a different shape. Um, but that is definitely, I get vibes from that episode too, Leon. So you're not, you're not alone there. Um, oh, who was the woman that was with Duke and Raymar? Um, that, I forget her name now. Does anyone uh, know it? Yeah, I, I'm sure somebody's going to pop it in there real quick because I can't remember. Yeah, put it in the comments. I've forgotten now. It's, it's, I don't think it's like, like a weird name. It's just a single name, isn't I mean, it? Maybe I'm, they could do a, a uh, Selena. Thank yeah. you, Darren. Thank Maybe you. they could do a um uh, thank you, Nick. A two pack of Duke and Selena. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. And then a bunch of little chewing chewing gum sticks. Yeah, <laughs> some word bag of word as originals. Uh, yeah, thank you, Darren and Nick, for Selena. Appreciate that. Um, loads of people are actually throwing comments of what they'd like to see in the O ring line, which is kind of cool. Honda Lou says Kevin. Um, who else? There was a bunch of others ones I missed uh, earlier as well. Python Raymar, that's hilarious. Um, O-ring Hudson from Aliens. Any O-ring Aliens would be great, wouldn't they? Because I, I could see that happening possibly with Super Seven if they if they got successful with O-ring in general, they could do other brands with it, I guess. Like, it, but then again, I suppose yeah. Hasbro would have like something to say about that, and it would probably be a bit more red tape going on there, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's something you got to take into consideration. Cartoon version Bat as an O-ring will be awesome, says Aaron. That's actually a good shout. Uh, Jeremy says Mad Marauders Quinn confirmed. You're hilarious. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Mara, says Nick. Unmasked Snake Eyes. O-ring Star, Star Trek, the next generation. Uh, I, I don't disagree with that. I think they should get O-ring. I'm really hoping that O-ring does so well for them that it kind of gives them an opportunity to just redo some brands. Yeah, yeah. I do hope that is the case myself as well. Um, Diana says, I want Duke in his Yale sweater and also his jammies. We know you just want Duke in every single flavor, Diana. It's totally understandable. See, but that's um, an interesting point because I think that that's, I think there's an opportunity for that because, I mean, jumping, it's kind of jumping ahead to, to talking what I was going to say about the O-ring snake eyes, but we've got these core characters that are going to reappear so many times. Yep. That it would be fun to. Uh, it, it seems like what Super Seven's doing already is giving more meaningful uses of those characters, that that are kind of not, not entirely deep cuts. Obviously, Cartoon Duke isn't a deep cut, 
we haven't really had a great one, have we? No. So, no. yeah. I mean, Duke in his Yale sweater, if you gave him the right accessory loadout, maybe he could. Maybe they could do that. I, I think that that would be cool. I have to agree on that one totally. Um, I sorry, I just I just realised something that I have to do in the background while this is going on, and I could have got away with it, but you know me, I can't multitask to save my life. Um, yeah, so I, I I have to well, let's let's talk quickly then about Snake Eyes because that's one that I think I, I kind of can see them doing. Um, like I, I I kind of see it quite clearly. They'll probably do something where you can see his his tattoo because it feels like. That's something they've done already. It, it's kind of like a known commodity almost. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that, Pat? Yeah, I think that there's a strong possibility that that's what we'll be seeing is just the issue number 21, Snake Eyes, with the tattoo showing. Yeah, uh, I do wonder, though, if they are just going to be doing like cartoon deco and comic book deco where you're getting the very literal colors that they appeared in on the page as the toy. So, you know, it's possible that it'll just be kind of a bluish color of Snake Eyes as a toy rather than showing us the tattoo. So I'm curious to see what they do there. Um, I think there's a there's a market for those and there's a reason for them. But whenever it comes to figures like CoverGirl that is blonde or a character that we haven't gotten at all before, I'm hoping they don't always go too literal because obviously the cartoon and the comic book were interpretations of the toys yeah when i looked at them I, I was never really hoping that i had them in those exact shades especially for characters that appeared like if we got a honda Lou, like back it off you know give us what the toy would have looked like right yeah put yourself in that mindset of toy development yeah. rather than mm -hmm. yeah just going screen accurate for example yeah 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 that's what makes that makes a lot of sense because i mean uh, we've kind of, I mean, am I right in saying that the um, O-Ring Duke in the set with Cobra Commander from Hasbro a couple of years ago, am I right in saying that they've done those as a sort of com uh, cartoon yeah. like, redeco? Yeah, I think so. So, I mean, you could effectively take that color, you know, and put it on a on a on an O-Ring Duke with yeah. a different head sculpt, and I think you've probably got a fairly decent cartoon o-ring duke but i mean is that something do you think hasbro might have an issue with if it's not different enough if it's just like a not not it's like a competing figure oh, it's not they're not selling them from what they had yeah because you know they've they've already created something there that is effectively still for sale is that yeah, something they'd have I an issue with i personally i think that they're past that i, I don't know if they they probably don't even remember they I don't released know if that. The development half is paying attention to the fact that they, those didn't sell through. That's right, right. That's ancient history already. Yeah. Oh, oh um, I didn't mention this before because we moved on to Snake Eyes, but do you think if they do do the headbands, do you think they'll do some sort of glow in the dark feature on the headband? Because uh, there be is really a, cool, but I wouldn't expect it. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of do now with any anything Super Seven do. I just expect everything to glow in the dark. Um, so with yeah, with comic snake eyes, I think that it opens the doors for a lot of different things, doesn't it? Uh, I go straight towards silent interlude because I feel yeah. like that is something that most like, and I'm not saying like Super Seven have got people that care about these the brand of 100, mm -hmm. but I'm I don't necessarily expect everyone that works at the company that's involved in like the GI Joe brand. Same with Hasbro, in actual fact, I don't expect everyone there to be like 
oh, if you look at um, all of the releases of of these pre-production snake eyes that almost, I don't think they're going to be looking at it the same way you're looking at it is what I'm getting at, Pat. Like if you're looking at, you know, you know, taking the mindset of the the creator from 1987, for example, and, you know, translating what that figure would look like. I don't think they're necessarily thinking about that, but what they would be thinking about are slightly deep cuts that most people are aware of, like, you know, silent interlude, the rip. They've already done it with the with the reaction figure. I think that's an option, right? Another one mm-hmm. would when you when you say when you say comic snake eyes, is the classic Vietnam LRRP sort of kind of vibe. It appeared in the comics. Snake eyes as a comic O-ring figure has been done in that style with the comic packs, but that's something that could probably be on the cards for them to maybe venture towards. Um, and then other than that, unmasked is something that someone mentioned b- before. That's another good point. Um, another unmasked kind of snake, an unmasked snake eyes would make a lot of sense as well, because you've got, again, like you mentioned earlier on, a lot of customs have been done for that particular kind of figure. Um, so it's going to be something along those lines, isn't it? We're not just going to get snake eyes in a, in a deco. Yeah, no, I think it. I think it will. You don't think that we're going to get Snake Eyes in a deco, just a comic book deco? I don't know. I don't know what difference it would it would be other than... I kind of think that if you did Snake Eyes in a comic book deco, it kind of opens up the door to do everybody else in just a comic book deco. Because... Wouldn't, you, wouldn't you do, like, for example, right, the more, the more, the more, how do I put this? And I'm not arguing with you, by the way. I'm just. This is just me putting yeah, the we're point just out trying there to as to. Yeah, yeah. Are. Yeah. But, sure. but in, in so, like, so I, I will come back to what you just said there about will they do comic decos? More than likely, because there's a lot of comic decos that are vastly different to what we got as 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 action figures. When yeah. it comes to Snake Eyes, it's very much a slightly. It's a take on black, but what I would say on that is that when you look at the cartoon. The whole purple snake eyes is far more likely to be done as that as a as a sunbow snake eyes, if you get what I'm saying. Like we'll probably get a purple snake eyes in that kind of cartoon. When they talk specifically comic, I get drawn towards things that are like more so specific to the comic, like I like gear and the way he's wearing it or the or the battle damage or that kind of thing. Uh, but in terms of other characters, 100% with you on that one. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we'll see a comic deco straight up just a Snake Eyes in a comic deco. Um, but that, to me, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I can't really put my finger on it. I feel like what I'm saying is the Sunbow redeco is more likely, in my opinion, than a comic one. I, I agree, Eyes. but I, I'm kind of just expecting them to do the core characters in every way possible. Yeah. And that there's going to be a number of characters that are just going to have a comic version and cartoon version, comic version and cartoon version. And with Color Girl, you can't really say cartoon version because there's multiple cartoon versions of Cover Girl. Yeah. So I think that saying Cover Girl Blonde um, is an indication that this is the first Sunbow Cover Girl that they're doing in the O-ring format, but they could do uh, the later one also as a cartoon cover girl. I don't know that they will, but they could. 
Um, and if the tooling, if they're making the tooling, yeah, it, there's a, probably a good chance that they, good chance that they will. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm expecting to see a like a, just a lot of the Joes with the indication cartoon or comic. And yeah, there's I think three of them here that I expect to see again. Yeah. There's, sorry, there's a question that's come up by Pastor Pierogi. They never went, buddy, with uh, Super 7. They're, they've had file cards the entire time, and they've had them one language specifically, um, you know, as, as you would normally have it on the back of the card. And Brian did say that the, the, the reaction design will probably kind of continue on with the O-ring. So, yeah, they'll, they'll continue the file cards in that case rather than return of the file cards. It'll be a continuation of file cards by the sounds of things. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. I think we yeah covered most things there. I would say. I, I. What are your like? Give me your give me your your expectations, though, Pat. Like, what are you expecting? That. Let's start with Snake Eyes. What would you if you were putting money on it? What do you think they're going to do with that Snake Eyes figure? I think that it's going to be the color of like the the first issue. It's going to be blue. It's going to be a blue Snake Eyes. And what um, do you think of Duke? It's going to be the thing that you have in the picture there. I'm expecting it to be uh a a new head sculpt that hopefully still looks vintage yeah on a body that is you know relatively similar to the one that you mentioned that hasbro already did and rayma i'm expecting him to be a larger figure but constructed similar in a similar way to gi joe's so i don't know that he's his shoulders will get too big because then they'd have to find a different kind of sets of rivets. I'm expecting him to still have the elbow joints and and the whole works, but to be slightly larger. Yeah, and O-ring. Sorry, and blonde cover girl. Obviously, you've already mentioned that. Yeah, uh, yeah, cool, new, awesome. Same thing as Duke. New head sculpt with a um, with a different body, and maybe Snake Eyes will have a new head sculpt as well. True. I'm going to go with all of those. I, I'm kind of I'm with you on all of those. I think Snake Eyes might be battle damaged a little bit. That's all I'm saying. I think he might have his, his tattoo showing, but that's all I'm going to. That's all I'm in, I'm going to throw in yeah. there as a as a bet. Um, it might not do obviously, and then they might redo it later on with the tattoo showing. I mean, that's classic. You've got to release Snake Eyes so many times that that's something maybe you hold out for later. Sure. Good point. Good point. Um, right then. So with that said, we are going to continue talking O-Ring. Yes, Pat's, Pat's like absolute birthday today. Um, it's like Christmas and birthday rolled into one. Um, and that is obviously in collaborative news. Another Transformers ex-G.I. Joe collaborative listing has leaked courtesy of JT Prime 17. Optimus Prime will be joining the line as the G.I. Joe's first ever tank, the Mobat. The O-Ring figure chosen to drive this beast is the Joe's top dog, General Hawk. We expect to see the version 2 design to be included here, but if the cover to A Real American Hero issue 1 is anything to go by, it could be a blue tank with a version 1 Hawk, but we shall find out soon enough. No other details just yet, but stay tuned. Right then, Pat, I'll start actually with that little thing I finished with on the video. Um, and obviously, you know, this news has been out for a little while now, kind of leaked through uh, JT Prime 17, who, let's face it, I don't think has has said anything so far that hasn't come true. <laughs> so that's something to bear in mind whenever you see any listings that leak through JT Prime 17, they're usually spot on. So that's why we can probably say with a lot of confidence this is probably going to be happening. Now, um, 
Rachel's asked, so is Steeler still a possibility with this set? We'll come to that in a second, Rachel, because that's something I wanted to ask Pat about as well. But let's start with the comic cover and also, you know, artwork that's been used on all sorts of different um, media and merch and so on. Um, this is another thing that you mentioned as well, Pat, off, off air and something that is quite interesting. I said, do you think they might do some sort of blue tank based on the comic and go with a version one uh, General Hawk here or Colonel Hawk in this case, or just Hawk? What do you think here? What are your thoughts? I think blue, no. I, I mean, blue makes it stand out on the cover, but I don't think that if you quizzed any most people without them looking at the comic that they would even remember that it was blue. It would be a Mandela so, effect, wouldn't it, I think? It, yeah, people would go, no, it wasn't It wasn't blue. And yeah, it it was blue. Uh, I think there might be actually reprints of this of this image where it is green. Obviously, on, on it's similar to the battle case where it was green. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't think so. And the fact that he'd end up looking like a cobra tank. That's the thing. The thing, not. yeah. the The only thing, I, the only reason I mentioned the blue aspect at all, really, not even just because of the cover, but just the fact that Prime, obviously, you know, he's red, he's blue. Uh, there's a song yeah. there, isn't there? He's red, he's blue, he does a massive poo, Optimus Prime. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't think that was anything kids already sang. No, it's not a song. Um, but I, I kind of feel like, you know, if it was a blue tank, that might make the transition of the, of the transformation a lot easier, smoother, etc., etc., rather yeah. than. You know, effectively going from one color to another, where they've done in, they've done, I think they've done really well with the Megatron Hiss tank. I think that works very well, going from black to gray. But I, I think they very much missed the mark with the green Bumblebee because there's only such a small amount of him that's yellow. Um, and if you're talking about a green tank transforming into Optimus Prime, there's going to be a lot of green on him, and that might look a little bit weird. What do you? I mean, what would you think? Yeah, and there was a lot of blue on the Thunder Machine that was useful for Soundwave. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I think that the people who engineer these things are pretty skilled, and the the MOBAT is mostly a block. Yeah. And I think that that's going to have a lot of opportunity to unfold into new colors. So That's actually you know, a really good point. That's I think it'll be green and that he will still be the familiar red, white, and blue on the inside. Uh, Ray, I get that it's an interesting question to ask, but that's why I asked it. It's not like, I'm, I'm, of course, why would he be blue? Absolutely. But this is the possibility reason that we're running, that we're speculating on. The cover to the comic and the fact that he is a red and blue vehicle, you know, red and blue uh, robot. So yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But it this is what well it does make a bit of sense. That's why we're talking about it. But yeah, it's very likely it's going to be a green tank going into a blue and red Optimus Prime. I mean, the back end of the his tank, you could kind of see that Megatron was there. I think if you lift up the Mobat, the whole underside will be like red and blue. test windows and yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's going to be fine. I, I think that there's enough mass that they can play around with things and shell form a bit. And it'll be fine. Do you think they'll work out how the? Um, do you think they'll work out how the uh, cannon turns into his ion blaster? That'd be fun. Yeah, maybe they could. Uh, 
Yeah, that would, that would make it green, wouldn't it? I don't know. Optimus's Optimus's weapon is so iconic that it yeah. kind of probably, feels like yeah. maybe it would need to be a a secondary thing, kind of like Megatron's gun just kind of pegs on the top. So, in terms of kibble, are you expecting some sort of backpack cannon pointing down sort of thing? Yeah. 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 And then cuz he can't really be warpath, can he? You can't have the chest situation going on. No. That would be too weird. No, there's gonna be there's gonna be a cannon hanging off the back of Optimus Prime. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those things where it transforms into something completely or different. Or maybe he can use it as a shield, like a big, like shield for the whole turret with a gun. Oh, on yeah, it. yeah, possibly. Um, I also uh, the other thing is the treads because obviously he's gonna have the exposed. Uh, like he's gonna have that probably around down his legs. I'd imagine. Would you say so? The treads probably for the legs. Uh... I, 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 they could even fold into the legs or be on the back of his legs. There's been some pretty amazing Optimus Primes, even some simple ones that managed to hide those tires. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that there's not a whole lot to worry about. Uh, Soundwave looks pretty good as it is, but, you know, there's still those bits and pieces mm. that you're like, you know, if I just showed you that that sound wave you'd still identify the thunder machine <laughs> yeah like the yeah you the know. front um kind of like uh what yeah. they call it, like the scaffolding kind of thing that goes around the the guns and everything yeah big time uh no yeah totally um feel you yeah, on that one anyway it was just a it was just a thought that, that dawned on me and i thought that's that would be kind of interesting but yeah too many things against that like the cobra blue kind of you know association and all that kind of stuff um yeah, yeah. And and I think what you'd mentioned about the fact that it is quite a blocky vehicle anyway would allow them to yeah kind of do a little bit more in terms of hiding some of those panels and I think you're right on that one. Um, the more simpler the shape, the the easier it is for the design team to work it out. Um, anyway, this is what we're looking we're, we're expecting: green mobile, obviously, Optimus Prime, and General Hawk version two. Would you? I mean, is that expectation pretty valid? Do you, are you thinking this? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I'm expecting. Um, but uh, and, and I am still expecting it to be an O-ring figure. I think. Oh that yeah, of course. Sake of consistency, they will do that. It um, will be O-ring. Don't worry be, about that. Yeah. It is going to be odd having them release an O-ring figure in the midst of uh, Super Seven doing O-ring figures, but. Well, that's what's going to be happening. It's very weird, isn't it? It's like the, the you're still going to be getting we're getting Leatherneck, Sergeant Slaughter. General Hawk in the same, probably in the same kind of time period that we'll be getting Blonde Cover Girl, Raymar, Duke, and Snake Eyes. It's going to be, I mean, you must be quite excited at the prospect of having so much O-Ring to play with. Yeah, you know, last night I finally, like I've been lazy about it. I looked at them in the package and they looked so nice in the package I didn't really feel like opening them. I finally opened uh, Zorana and Zartan. Who was it that I just said I opened? Serana, I didn't know it was you. There you go. I'm glad that you're you're returning fire now. That's good. <laughs> yeah, so I, I finally <laughs> opened those last night. And something really stuck in my head from the interview with Brian Flynn that you had done. Yeah. And that was that he mentioned that they were trying to stick to a ninth to roughly a 1984 style. For the yeah, film. yeah. Kind of like the peak of where he felt like they'd got that got it going and got it right sort of thing yeah yeah but those figures don't do this with their necks and so it was odd to me to find that zorana does not do that 
Interesting. So she's more 1984 style while she was a 1986 style. She no longer has like that that dip in the neck. Like it's just kind of a side to side. That is kind of weird, yeah. Um, but the other really awesome thing that I found is that Zartan's vest, not only does the front pop off now, but the back also pops. Oh, that's great. Two-piece. Yeah, it's a two-piece. And that was what the original uh, sculpt sheets called for. So they were calling for it to be two pieces. But apparently they thought kids would be satisfied with just the front coming off and probably wanted to have a reduction in parts. Um, so, yeah, so nice that we now have Zartan as he would have been with the uh, vest removal. So, yeah, I, I, I'm super excited about that. And it makes me look at that Hawk and go, is there anything they could do with Hawk to uh, <laughs> return some details to him? And not really any that I can think of off the top of my head. Bit of gray in his hair, maybe? Deco application? I don't know. Maybe give him the ball cap as an alternate thing from the... From the um, from the helmet, you'd have. To, I'd have to. I'd, I'd feel like I'd need that with the uh, the green one. Uh, it's. I, I feel like that's, yeah, that works sure. really well with that particular sure. figure. Maybe he'd be blonde this time around. Absolutely. Um, what are we saying here? Do 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 do. Just looking at some of the comments. Um, Mick says, "Am I the only one that wants Sergeant Savage?" Uh, no, because Pat's right there. Look. No. Yeah, I'm. I'm right here. I, it's I you two. Love to have a Sergeant Savage. So you two guys, uh, you're the two people that want it. I, I did a very long video on Sergeant Savage. Go watch it, Mick. Go watch it. Articulated points, link in the description downstairs. Downstairs? Below. Downstairs. That's a new one. <laughs> you walk downstairs in your own house to access the link. That's hilarious. He's like, how do you know where I am in my own house? Um, brilliant. But absolutely brilliant. Um People saying the robot mode is just a bonus. Uh, RKW saying that, yeah, I think, yes, <laughs> stinky cat butt says Mobat being Optimus is so far left field that the whole discussion is obviously weird. That's a very good point, stinky cat butt, and a hilarious name, by the way. Um, um, yes, Leon says Soundwave has his cassette chest but turns into a thunder machine, it's a bit illusion breaking. Yeah, it, there's there's some weirdness going on with these. There's a lot of there's a lot of square pegs trying to be pushed into round holes when it comes with the which is funny in it because I would say when we like had Transformers Jojo crossovers, everything felt very natural, like Hound as a vamp, yeah, that makes sense, Warpath as a Mobat, yeah, that makes sense, um, the Rattler as as um power glide etc and and then obviously as viper um when they did the cobra redeco of it like yeah it made sense all of those things make sense when it comes to this line it's very much a all of a sudden it becomes really difficult and i kind of get it because like prime is to me prime is a apc or he's a um Havoc, for example, right? I could see those two vehicles being Prime or Rolling Thunder because we've seen Prime be Rolling Thunder in the past as well in third-party vehicles and what have you. So they kind of make sense to me. But when it comes to this, they, they can't do a Rolling Thunder Prime. It would no. be mental. Yeah, and you also have to keep in mind that the Transformers need to scale properly to each other. Right. It wouldn't be right to have Rolling Thunder Prime in his tank <laughs> Megatron. Or it would have to be like the front part of the Rolling Thunder That's would transform. Right. Yeah. And, and then the back would just be that. this yeah. mess of a trailer with two missiles on it, which actually would be amazing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And that little car be roller. Yeah. A hundred percent. It all it makes yeah. sense to a degree. 
Um, but yeah, like the thought, like having to engineer it so that they all scale properly. And the price of that at this point would be prohibitively expensive. Yeah, it would be the HasLab of the collaborative series, basically, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, you could, the, the mobile has a tow hook on it. He could still <laughs> tow something. True, true. He can, yeah, he can stick a trailer on the mobile. It would be hilarious if his trailer... Like somebody needs to make an adapter for the Mobat to just haul Optimus's old trailer. <laughs> or I'm the just, masterpiece the, one. The crap visual of that. Like <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's just hilarious, isn't it? Um anyway. Uh someone said, will it be General or Colonel Hawk? I believe the listing says General Hawk. So that kind of explain that takes that away. Um yeah, cool. Okay, right then. Yeah, I think that's everything for this. Are you happy with that, Pat? Anything else you want to mention in this particular? Uh, I, I want to respond to the thoughts of Steeler. I don't oh, think yes. so. I think that if we didn't get uh, the Hiss driver with the Hiss, and that was a larger vehicle with one figure, yeah. seems to be the way of going, and smaller vehicles with two figures. Yeah. Just seems to be kind of the strategy of keeping things in, in a similar price point, making their money for Hasbro, but... Uh, you know, if we get a smaller vehicle, then we'll get two Joes, but bigger vehicle like this, just one. So I don't think that we'll get Steeler as we haven't gotten the other vehicle drivers already. Yeah, it looks like what Triple T is a smaller vehicle that's going to come with two figures to kind of fill that price point out. Leatherneck yeah. and Sarge, uh, Zoran and uh, Zartan and Ravage. There's a lot that came in. That, Although, that... yes, now the, the, maybe I'm wrong because the Thunder Machine wasn't small. It's not small, you're right, but I don't think I think it's going to be smaller vehicles that get double figures. I don't think you're going to get like this particular one. I don't think we're going to get well, we're not going to get two figures with this one. Um, yeah. but like you I say, the fact, with it. the fact we got two figures with the Thunder Machine and none of them were Thrasher, the fact three figures if you count Ravage, yeah, the fact that you got you know, um, what is it? I mean, the Sarge obviously is probably the only one so far that makes sense with the uh, with the Triple T because he it's right. his vehicle that he drives. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think um, it's it's kind of a little bit. I don't know. It's all over the place. We didn't get crankcase with the oar strike. We didn't get the hiss driver. We didn't get thrasher. So it's you know we're not going to get steeler. It looks like. So I think um, yeah, we we kind of have to just yeah. It's a it's a shame. I think this would have been perfect for two figures. Um, I also said, I think you know if it gets to the size of a havoc, for example, right? I would have probably thrown a couple of figures in there with a havoc. I would probably would have had. Um, you know, your General Hawk, and then maybe another, maybe not cross country, but you know, where another figure would go in there because you've got like so many different positions on that vehicle and the hovercraft, you know, and the cockpit and the sit on the seat on the top. It seems like two figures make sense with that. Yeah, it does. I think that there was a little bit of a miss back in 1982 that they didn't put more foot pegs or spots for figures on the Mobat. And that's probably just because of the fact that it was the first thing done. Yeah. Anyway, right. Well, let's let's move on to another area that you uh, enjoy, Pat, because uh, we have got news. Obviously, broke that broke this morning, late this morning, or uh, late last night, early this morning. However, you want to look at it, and that's a more higher toys news. It looks like Hire had a week off for Christmas because they are right back at it again with yet another exquisite mini G.I. Joe reveal, this time for the Cobra Trooper. The design looks fairly close to the classified versions but they have definitely changed a few elements and this could possibly be one of the original concepts. The figure looks impressive and will release around quarter three of 2024 for the usual $24.99. 
I can actually, because I've, I've recorded that yesterday and uh, didn't change it, but we can confirm that this is not based on an original concept uh, Cobra Trooper. So there have been some design elements thrown in here, Pat. Um, first of all, were you excited to see yet another Hire Toys re reveal? Yeah, um, sort of. I still don't have any of them. I have, I've, you know, we've had a number of people who have sent in messages. I did uh, order Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow or both of them. It was, I, I don't remember. I got a refund yeah. uh, for that initially. So I don't have those. And some of the other stuff that I did order, it's just still on pre-order. I'm not going all in on highest stuff just because that'd be really expensive really quickly, especially not having any of it in hand. I just kind of want to know how I feel about it before I go into totally. it, which hurts because I was all in on three and three quarter inch GI Joe for decades. Well, so. continue to be all in on three and three quarter Joe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just, you know, this will be some of the ones that I don't have that are in this scale. I still need to, you know, I, I, I'm behind on reaction stuff and behind on Haya now. Man, Everything else I have. <laughs> everyone's behind on reaction stuff because there are thousands of figures out. Yeah, I don't think Philip is. I think that oh, Philip's caught up. Wow, that's impressive. Um, in terms of this actual figure, though, was it something that you, one, expected? Two, what do you think of the outcome? Um, yes, I did expect that we'd eventually get the Cobra Trooper. There's a couple of things in here that made me think, hmm, that looks like an, an embellishment. Uh, that being the... The slight, it looks like there's a slight camo, right? To the blue. Yes, it definitely looks like there's something going on, unless it's the folds, but there does look to be like different shades of uh, color in there. Again, yeah, it could just be the folds. Like up in his arm, you can kind of see that it looks like it's been painted. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's the folds, but it, I mean, it could be. I mean, even on his bicep, that looks like that's not folds. Yeah, there's a camo on there. It's, it looks really cool, yeah. actually. It looks like, it looks like it that does. tiger camo that we saw on, uh, on uh, kind of Flint recently as well it's pretty it's neat. A cool looking design um you know there, there's part of me that it's that's okay with all this stuff too because it's not the definitive gi joe it's just kind of like an alternate thing that's being put out if you like it um so yeah. I, I don't i don't take exception i i don't know it's not like anything they're going to do is going to totally upset me but we've seen in the past some of the stuff that they kind of changed from some of the classified designs like it I don't think that they went with a baggy pants on Snake Eyes. They kind of tightened those up a bit whenever they made the figure. And yeah. I don't know. Um, he does look very armored yeah. for a standard Cobra Trooper. I definitely wouldn't want this to be the standard Cobra Trooper. I actually do think that the classified design, the way that it just kind of has a, a more... I don't know, more believable looking vest. <laughs> a cheaper vest because they're like, Cobra, like, look, mate, we yeah. we can't dot have you carrying around really expensive gear. So we're just going to wrap this bit of paper around you and put some strapping on it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. By the way, I'm not saying I'll take nothing away from that classified design because it's gorgeous. But um, it's just like in my head, I feel like Cobra are not the type of company to care too much about their uh about the people that work yeah no yeah. no definitely not they see them as disposable for sure um yeah uh maybe the chest is reminding me i i'm having trouble picturing exactly what the chest armor is reminding me of is it maybe 
a 12 inch figure or maybe the spy troops um disguise of cobra commander that had that like clip-on vest there's yeah, something that reminds me of that i can't quite can't quite place especially with the with like the vents on on the ribs do you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of blackout's chest you know how he had that kind of like almost like that kind of like yeah that kind of like yeah almost like kind of robotic six-pack sort of deal yeah um him and who else does it remind me of as well oh god someone else it reminds tombstone did you say tombstone no i I just say zartan is what like the the Uh, that that secondary got reused for resolute zartan i see yeah darren just said that again i thought yeah sorry i was going to say um I just forgot it then. I said it out loud and then I forgot it. I was going to say that name that I just said out loud and asked you if you said it and you didn't. Oh, yeah. The chest reminds me of, reminds uh, Jeremy of Major Bloods. It might be Major Blood that I'm thinking of too. Yeah. Good point. Good point. You know, Definitely. I can just picture those, the ribs. Yeah. That's a really good point. So maybe it's like, you know, so that he could look a little bit like the, you know, the guy that's leading the 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 team a little bit. Yeah, I think. Oh, Tombstone. Be- Thank you, Darren. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was thinking Tombstone as well for a second, but I can't remember exactly what his gear looks like on the front um, from the 50th. But anyway, thank you, Darren, for reminding me. I, again, my mind went blank. Um, do I th- Do we think they're going to make vehicles for hire, says Ray? No, I don't think. I mean, High has done vehicles before, but I don't think so. Uh, they did a beautiful um, aliens kind of APC, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to. I'd like to see what they would do with the vehicles if they did them. But we we might just be getting. You know, I don't know what we would have. You'd have to have something make like a coil cycle with the only thing you could really do right now, <laughs> because everything else is sort of you know, and maybe the his tank. Because that's got differences on it now. That's got a, a, like a literal classified look. Would you buy sure. a his tank in the smaller scale, Pat? It, you know, it'd be so expensive and so similar to the one that exists. And I don't think there's a point in that. You'd be better off just kind of uh, retrofitting the seats to fit two four-inch figures and then having it as a massive four-inch troop carrier. That's you? right. Yeah. That'd be kind I, of fun. I agree. Um, they could do some, they could probably have a bit of fun with the coil style cycle and they could probably make it quite cool they could do a joe Joe one because we did see sort of like concept art with um i think it was the wizards of the coasts concept art for the game they were developing had the flint character and i think scarlet on these little kind of green versions of the coil cycle which would have been kind of cool but yeah anyway yeah I, i think this figure personally i think this figure looks amazing i like all the little newer details i've thrown in there um, and kind of like harsher cuts on like the helmet and the kind yeah. of armor. There's some, there's an interesting vibe going on here. I do like it. Maybe they heard us say that we wanted some deep cuts. And so they, <laughs> they, put put them, in... they went literal with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we want some deep cuts. So they just went, Shit, they like got the, the, the razor blades out. Um, it does have a bit of acid rain vibe actually, Mick. Yeah. I have to agree. Yeah. With that. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Um, it is like classified blood chest, says Mark. Yeah, it is a little bit. Um, anyway, yeah, liking this one. Uh, the head, again, when you take the helmet off, does have that classified design. So there's obviously it's taking some elements from that classified design. Do you know what's really funny? 
I have owned since you've said about the camo and since it's been confirmed in the comments, I didn't even notice there was camo on this figure. That's how much I looked at these images before we went live. Um, it's obviously prominent uh, that it has got that beautiful camo on it. Yeah, I think it's dope. Obviously, the weapons are very much like the classified ones. That one is slightly different, though, isn't it? I don't remember it looking like that. The one he's got in his hand, the sniper rifle, definitely is obviously the classified design. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, he doesn't have the goggles. I'd kind of like the, I mean, it'd be tough for them to get them in there. They would probably have to do a second helmet with them attached to the inside or or a second head. But I kind of liked that being an option on the classified one. It's kind of missing. I have to agree there. No goggles. There's another thing that's missing that isn't that comes with the original or the classified version. And that's the uh, infantry squad leader kind of like arm secondary, which can, you know, like that little red kind of thing that attaches to the, yeah. the bicep. Well, I think you have it in the next picture. Do I? Yeah. I don't think it exists. That's the Cobra Island. Oh, I thought you were talking about the classified. No, I'm talking about this guy from the high, yeah, the, as in they that. don't have it. That, that, right, yeah, but I was saying that the one that did come out for classified you have in the next picture, don't you? Isn't that there? I'm so confused, mate. My point, my point is that it doesn't come with this figure. Yeah, and I'm saying that the thing that you're talking about that doesn't come with a figure is pictured there. True. That's, I, yeah, like I, I did a comparison, yeah, comparison. The... that's all i'm saying okay the, i thought i thought you were correcting me to say that it does come with it no not correcting you just saying hey if people don't remember what the thing with the class right. okay cool you're talking about you have a picture of it there you go guys um yeah so the, the basically there were a lot of i wanted to do comparisons as well as the goggles yeah i wanted to do comparisons yeah. with the uh the cobra island um figure so as you can see obviously the secondary is completely different and <laughs> sorry i've got to pose this RKW, do you remember the days when I asked about high end use? Yes, I do, RKW. And now it actually makes sense that you, you should ask that every week because we can say yes most of the time. So, yeah, lots of differences in terms of the secondary. Obviously, the deco is different. They don't have the thigh strap kind of things either. They don't have the, the, the knife or the pistol um, holsters, do they, on the thighs of the Cobra Trooper from, the, from right. either version? That everything's like on the secondary, isn't it? On the on the vest. So it's interesting that they kind of had to put those there because they don't have anywhere on the new secondary to put it. Um, but yeah, we still got the obviously the weapon storage as is. Uh, the helmet's similar. It just has obviously harsher cuts and um, dec more deco on it. So I think the Cobra Island one definitely has that little thing on the forehead. Um, and I think this one does too, but it's just not very well. It's not, um, you know, highlighted as much. So lots of interesting kind of changes they went. Even this, even the shin guards are different. It's actually crazy different. This figure. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's a, there's a lot of differences, uh, and it's funny, isn't that that is still the Nerf uh, sniper rifle, right? Yes, they've got the Nerf sniper rifle, but they don't have the like the other. I mean, that seems to me. There seems to be a different rifle they've got there as well, opposed to the one that came with. Yeah, it is different completely. Like that one. I'm trying to place, I don't or is it? Rifle. Is it just is a it? bit longer? Maybe it is the same, and I'm just not seeing it. 
Can you see? Yeah, I think it is the same. Yeah, uh, but it, like I don't remember that one in the middle. I don't remember that rifle in the middle, that smaller rifle being with this figure, and yet it looks like it does basically come with that. <laughs> but I can't. I don't know. Uh, I just don't re recognize it. But there you go. It still comes with everything that it you know that that you see. Now, one thing I will say though, Pat, is that there could have been. In terms of like the design, there could have been a look towards the artwork for the secondary here because there is like sim like a, a similar kind of vibe going on with the artwork secondary than there is with the with the figure on the left. Uh, you think those are similar, really? Yeah, in terms of like you've got the kind of shape going on, the the size of the sigil is quite prominent in the same kind of position. Okay. Obviously, you can't you can't see the rest of it because his guns in the way. Uh, and I'm not saying that it is the same. I'm just saying that maybe in terms of design inspiration from the higher toys side, they may have looked at this and kind of worked that as the inspiration. Yeah, that's going possible. I mean, it doesn't have the, I don't see a knife in the art. You know, no. the, the she's she clean, isn't it? It's like it, yeah. everything's kind of like, there's nothing on it. So it's, it, it feels to me like they've kind of gone that direction a little bit, maybe. Just in terms of inspiration, I don't think it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, they, I, it seems like maybe that's what they're actually going for is, is something that looks a little bit like the art, or maybe they were trying to make their own guesses as to what uh, things looked like earlier on. Um, someone's just asked, are the glove symbols on the actual figures? I don't think any of them have those glove Cobra symbols, do they, mate? Uh, not that I know of. I don't remember them being on there. I could be wrong. But yeah, they certainly uh, weren't decoded. No, they're, sculpted. they're sculpted on the uh, classified one, but they're not painted. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. Anyway, very cool. I just wanted, yeah, and, and obviously that I put this artwork in here because I did feel like there might have been, a, like from the highest point of view, I felt like they might have kind of gone to this particular look and gone, yeah. let's extrapolate something from that. Um, but yeah. No glove, no love. Um, yeah, cool. All right, then. Well, I think that's everything for Higher Toys. Uh, right, the next question, Pat, before we finish is, what do you expect next based on what we've seen? I think 14 figures. I mean, there might be more now, but um, I think we're at 14 at last count. I expect that at some point they're going to have to keep moving on. And looking at this, I'm guessing that they're going to be doing... I could be wrong, but I'm going to guess that they're going to vary quite a lot from the figures that have been out in the classified line. Yeah. What have we got next? We've got, we've got left. We've got um, Baroness oh, okay. now. We've got what? Roadblock still hasn't been done. Um, Falcon hasn't been done. <laughs> Flint and Jay from that old kind of older style, I, I would say. No, Flint's been done, of course. Flint's been They've done. Both been done. They've both been done. What am I talking about? Yeah. It's literally just roadblock. And the um, Viper. No, the, has the, Viper, the Viper's been done as well, right? Have I gone mad? Has the Viper I been done, guys? I don't think the Viper's been done. Oh, my God. If uh, This is the thing. I need to I need to type in higher Cobra Viper to see what comes up. Oh, higher Cobra Viper. Um, no, it hasn't. So the Viper's no. on, the, on, the, on the cards. So we've got... Or has it? It I, I no, it I don't think the Viper's been done. It hasn't, has it? No. And why honestly, have... at some point, Snake Eyes with Timber. But why do I have 
people are saying, no, they haven't. But why do I have in my head? I must have dreamt it where we were talking about the fact that it came with the the scarf and everything. It's a little bit difficult to keep these in mind since they are so similar to the classified series. It's almost like you can, That's true. You can kind of picture what they would have been. I had, I had done an image of all the releases so far, but it was like really slim cuts. So you hardly saw any of the figure because there was so many of them. I need to find that again, just to, as a reference. But yeah, Viper Von Vermed says RKW. Red Ninja? Oh, good shout. And Blue Ninja. Red and Blue Ninjas, 100% yeah. can be done. Um, yeah. And I guess all the Python versions of things and all the Tiger Force versions of things. But we, yeah, the, the, there's definitely some, some uh, you know, legs in this. Sci-Fi is another one from Operation Blackout. Um, yeah, the, that'd be cool if they did some of the blackout. I, I, I would like to have the bat, yeah, Operation Blackout because they could do the Joe version of it as well. Because we had uh green versions of uh of the battle android troopers as well in that game, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. That's good, actually. Jeremy said, Imagine that in Python Patrol, imagine the trooper in Python Patrol, that would be pretty dope, actually. Um, yeah, I have a feeling that we're not going to have to imagine it for very long. I would think that this is going to be one of the first ones that gets a a redeco. I mean, obviously Flint has, but I expect this one to be soon. Yeah. By the way, people are saying, "Have I accidentally given anything away?" No, I don't know what Hire are doing. I know, I know a lot of what Hasbro are doing. I know nothing of what Hire are doing, so I can't possibly give anything away because I don't know anything. Um, anyway, yeah. So that is that, Pat. We're at the end of the news. Finally, it's been a long episode. Sorry. Let's get stuck into the shout-outs. Let's do it. Have you tried Hoarder yet? No? Well, you need to. If you have a collection of things and want to create a fun and easy way of organising it and, of course, showing it off, then get involved. You can post items and build collections and you can drop a status like getting a fun delivery or seeing some awesome related stuff on your travels. Build your collections with Hoarder. The app is free to download on Google Play and the App Store, so what are you waiting for? Get to hoarding. All right, shout outs, buddy. Uh, I'm going to quickly throw one in right this second because there's no image for it okay. before we get to yours. Diana Davis, thank you so much for the hookup with the Duke comic. Very nice of you. Very much appreciated. I am actually getting a physical copy of it, but uh, it hasn't arrived yet. So, but thank you for get sending me a uh you know the uh kindle version i ve it's very kind of you and that's awesome so yeah and and also shout out to skybound for doing amazing stuff already with their comics i am very excited to be a comic book reader once again so thank you very much um pat take it away buddy shout out once again to philip for an amazingly successful talk uh talking point on articulated points loads of views like yes. triple the yeah. amount I ever get on this that one channel took off like crazy, and the content was good. So, uh, you know, hats off to Philip. He he did what Philip likes to do, which is to notice something that other people have overlooked and to shine some light on it. So, that is what we are trying to do with articulated points. And so, I really appreciate that he brought that to the table. Uh, absolutely. Go check it out if you haven't already watched it. And then also go and watch the Back to the Future video as well, because that's really yes. cool. Yeah, that one could use some views. 
It's it, but it, like we've talked about this before. Like the algorithm is so random on this format. Like, yeah. like you and also you could put a crap video up of any old crap. No, no not pointing at Philip here uh, at all. But you could put any old crap up. But if it's like tagged a certain way as a certain length. Doesn't even have to be a certain quality. Doesn't even have to be good quality. My thought that all that has to end at some point. You'd hope so. Yeah. But no, it's it seems to be the way. There's a there's a way of working it. There's a way of playing the game. And I would rather just put content out that I enjoy and that you know three people watch than a crap bit of content that might get like millions of hits. And that's just me, honestly. Yeah, no, I mean, Philip and I have talked about that. We want to make sure that our library of content is quality. And it's improved over the years. But, you know, if it had been up to me, we probably still would have never gotten started because I try to make things perfect to the point that I don't even end up finishing them at all. Mate, I that's every. I think everyone that does this kind of stuff, um, or to whatever degree, whatever level, they all say the same thing, you know, for the most part. The ones that, you know, the people that are doing the, the good work, shall we say, uh, would rather keep that quality high, honestly. And I put on the same. I don't want to. I don't want to go down some other route that might be more beneficial from a financial point of view. I'd rather just do it how I like to do it. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's you know, eventually, if it's good enough and people like it, it will get out there. In and <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I think that I would scare away viewers with our RKW's uh, suggestion. It, it'll work. Guaranteed. Uh, I, I don't know if it would work, Mark. Like I'm, I'm, Mark thinks I'm having a subtle dig at talking Joe there. <laughs> well, no, this is going to be the uh, that should be the title of this episode. Yeah, it will be Chris slams other YouTube videos. You won't believe what happens next. Uh, nothing because nothing ever. Nothing. What and comes details you missed from this video of <laughs> Chris's. Uh, Showing a nipple—that's the detail that you missed, uh, right? Um, right. Speaking of the rest of the, you know, shout outs. Shout out to my lovely wife Kate and Phoebe's uh, lovely little pup, who's uh, being a little mischievous monkey next door. I can hear her scratching at things. Um, we're having a lovely time seeing family over the holiday. So shout out to the US and UK teams. Uh, love to everybody and uh, love to my darling wife Kate on that image. And we, we've kind of missed our house because we've been away from it for so long. So we're going, it's going to be nice to kind of get back to it very soon. Um, <laughs> Chris makes a channel called Better Points. <laughs> no, to get the algorithm working past the program, it would have to be farticulated joints is what I'd have to call it. Right, Pat? Something. I don't know. I'll do that. Um, amazing. Amazing stuff. Um, wow, Darren, my daughter posts short videos of just random stuff and gained 8,000 subscribers this month alone. Wow, I am definitely doing wrong things. The correct random thing must have trended. You know, that's what, uh, I just need, um, my specific deep cuts to trend. Your, I mean, back to the future should be trending. Come on. I'm pretty sure, honestly. Um, anyway, amazing stuff. Also, shout out to Brian for our amazing, Brian Sauer for our amazing graphics. Uh, we've got um, some more graphics to come on New Year's Day for you. Uh, it'll get a bit of nice, it'll get all kind of 
shiny and sparkly. I think you'll like it. Well, mainly because we've done it before, so you'll recognize it probably. But thank you, Brian, for all the hard work you do for our channel. We really appreciate all the great graphic overlays. They're brilliant. Um, and Keekly, just, I mean, this was posted, uh, I think, during our show last week. So we didn't get an opportunity to talk about this one, Pat. But I did show it on screen. Did we? Show. Yeah, I showed it like on my phone for a split second. Oh, that's right. That's right. You showed it on your phone. Do you know what? I didn't notice that Snake yeah, Eyes is hiding in the roof. I didn't notice that. Oh, you just pointed it out to me because I didn't notice that either. Absolutely genius. Kickley is on another level when it comes to G.I. Joe um, artwork. We love it. Absolutely love it. Um, the Sarge is being rescued by Dial Tone um, Scarlet. And and obviously Snake Eyes is hanging up in the ceiling there, and they've taken out a lot of vipers already in the Terradrome. Absolutely brilliant stuff. Uh, this is another one um, that he posted uh, in the week, and that's of Timber and Snake Eyes uh, hanging out the back. Kitty said of the Tomahawk, and I think I want to say that's Gung Ho silhouette. Would you agree with me on that one, Pat? Um, no, I think that that's Falcon. Okay, it's because of the backpack. Yeah, it has the bent antenna. Oh, interesting. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, just has that. I think it was the hat looked like the peak um, showing as well on on Gung Ho's cover. But yeah, okay, I'll I'll go with that. I think you're right. I think it could very much be uh, Falcon's backpack. You're talking about nice yeah. spot. You're good at this. Um, and then of course this beauty of Falcon, as you just mentioned him, makes a lot of sense uh, that he would be on uh, deck for the next image and uh, Lifeline helping him up during uh, some sort of uh, gun battle. Brilliant. Love it. Yep. Very nice. I like it. All right. And of course, for you lot, thank you so much. All of the comments have been hilarious today, actually. Uh, thanks for all the comments, all the interaction today. It's been a lot of fun. To all of our listeners, viewers, to all of our patrons, uh, I've still got some stuff to come for you guys in the new year, but obviously it's awkward to get it done when you're in visiting family. So uh, we will be getting, don't worry, there's going to be a lot of Intel episodes to come for our patrons. Uh, and of course, loads more content to come in the new year. Guys, we've got a New Year's Day special dropping. Hopefully it's going to be in two parts because that's just how it is. Uh, it's going to be a look uh, back at 2023 and a look forward to 2024. So I'll split it in that direct, in that kind of way. Um, so you're going to be a two-parter uh, for your New Year's Day a lot of cons like two hours worth so you're lucky um anyway pat thank you buddy for jumping on again yeah it's always fun i really appreciate it this is a good one i appreciate it i've literally had you three times this week have you yeah you've had the two weeklies and a and a, and a monthly with the new year's day special okay okay yeah i've utilized you a lot so uh thanks very much for being my go-to Hey, I, I appreciate being here. I really, I genuinely do. I think that I keep on using the word appreciate because I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> but I do like doing this. It, it, it keeps me going. Sometimes it's, it's like the one fun moment of the week sometimes. And that stinks. But yeah, but hey, it's it's here. You know, so I like it. Totally, man. I'm yeah. Awesome stuff. Um, <laughs> top 10 things to look forward to in 2024. You won't believe number three. Thank you, Mark, for... <laughs> For cranking that algorithm up to the massive uh, ten things anyway. you didn't notice about twenty twenty three. 
<laughs> I always get insulted by those. I'm like, why do you think I didn't notice? I, I get insulted by the 10 things you didn't know about G.I. Joe posts and then go to them and go, oh, that's because, one, they're incorrect information. <laughs> right. <laughs> or two, everybody knows that if you're a G.I. Joe fan. But yeah. thanks for saying, thanks for clickbaiting me into it. But that's the reason, isn't it? That's all they do it for. Uh, anyway, thank you very much, buddy. Thank you to all of the uh, everyone that's watched today. Had an absolute cracking pre-New Year's Day special. Um, we'll see you guys on Monday and probably before that. I'm sure there'll be news to talk about. I'll see you guys later with my... Did anyone notice the Grinch hat? I think they probably did. Um, we're also on TikTok, so go check that out too. Pat, stay fresh all your cheese bags. And you, Pat, stay fresh. Uh, and after three, you know what to do. One, two, three. Full force. Uh, and once again, I haven't lined up the video. Classic McLeod. Make sure you get involved with the discussion by liking, sharing and commenting on these videos. And as always, you can keep up with the show after listening by following on X, formerly Twitter, at The Full Force, liking the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Full Force. We've also added a brand new Instagram, so check us out there as well at The Full Force Podcast. And if you would like to contact the show, you can message us on any of those platforms with feedback and questions. We also have a Patreon page, so if you want to show your support for the show, see your name up in lights on these videos, or enjoy exclusive bonus content then check out patreon.com forward slash the full force podcast or click on the link on any of the posts this podcast appears in full force